Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Blog Talk Radio. We want to welcome everyone once again to the RF Sports Radio Show. I'm your host, RF. It is October 19, 2010, 9.30 p.m. Central Standard Time, and you're live on with the RF Sports Radio Show. If this is your first time listening or tuning in. Uh, this show, we're going through all the uh, professional sports, college sports, sports topics, sporting events, opinions, uh, scores, highlights. We do the whole nine here. So we'll go through everything. Um, if you guys are listening to us online at blogtalkradio.com slash rfsports or on our blog, you're more than welcome to call in, give us your opinion if you want to comment on any particular topic that we cover. The call-in number, as always, is 323-927-2906. That's 323-927-2906. So without further ado, we'll get the show started. we got a lot of stuff to talk about, of course. Tuesday night, we review the NFL, getting all the stories over the weekend, talk a lot of Rangers, a lot of playoff baseball. Of course, we're going to talk a lot about the Cowboys at 1-4. and four. Uh, But without further ado, let me bring on my co-host real quick. Royce, Hello, Ron, how, how you doing? doing today, Royce? Listen, I'm doing just fine. But first off, I'm going to give a shout-out to Coach. He's the number one Ranger fan. She brought me a souvenir from the game the other day. I'm going to tell you, I had a teardrop in my eye, you know, just seeing the Rangers in the playoffs, the opportunity to have a World Series in Arlington, and then the souvenir she brought me. And I want to give a shout-out to Coach. Thanks a lot. I will value that because this is a first for me and the Rangers. So thank you so much. That's right. We had one of our fans, uh, Coach, a uh, lower listener to the show, Sent us in a, a full care package, uh, care package for you, Royce. They had a autographed baseball by the whole team, uh, pins, commemorative cups. Really, really nice. We want to definitely thank you for listening and for tuning oh, in yeah. and sending in your care package as well, too. Speaking of the Rangers, we'll be giving you guys some updates on the game. Seems like when we always on the air, Royce, the Rangers are playing. Uh, right oh, now, yeah. I think we're in the uh, sixth inning right now. And uh, the Rangers still down one run. It's three to two. That's hanging in there. They're trying to battle back, trying to get things going. Uh, so we'll see yeah. what happens. We'll keep you guys updated on that. So far in the game, Royce, what, what are you looking at? Are you like the? I know it's not Cliff Lee pitching, but what do you like out here? Well, you know. The, oh man, wait a minute. Whoa, looks like Benji Molina again. Yeah, just Doesn't, once again. Run. We just got to show the highlight about Benji Molina. He's a three-run homer. To put the Rangers up five to three. Uh, wow. Five to three. Wow. Go Rangers. I tell you Go what, Rangers, Rangers. I've been watching this game. Yeah, the Rangers, you know, the, Rangers, the Yankees are grinded out team. They will grind it out down in it. And you know what I'm watching? The Rangers are grinding out with them too. You know what I mean? This team never gives up. They got excellent hitting. It's been great hitting the whole series. And, you know, actually in my heart, and what I'm saying, I think they can actually win the series. Uh, 
they're just as good a team as the as the Yankees. You know, I, I mean, it's amazing. Yeah, they're, they're, they're doing it right now. Benjamin Molina's come. Well, he's been a great addition for this team. We talk about Cliff Lee oh, all the yeah. time. Oh, they yeah. brought in a lot of veteran uh, leadership for this team, starting with Vlad at the start of the season. Uh, Benjamin Molina oh, yeah. adding him, Jeff Francoeur, uh, Cantu. So they, they've added some veterans that have been in the playoffs, and that mixture with that young talent is really starting to pay off for them. Oh, they could actually go up 3-1 tonight on the, on the oh, Yankees. Yeah. I mean, that, that, that'd, be, I that'd be great. I tell you what, the reason why I'm so excited about this is because I have never in the history of in the Rangers have we been this close to a World Series. I, you know, now I know what other fans in other cities feel like. You know, when your team's in for the World Series, I mean, look at the the, the Cowboys and the Mavericks. You know, for us to have somebody this possibility of going to the World Series, I mean, that's great. I mean, just yeah. to, you know. That, that the atmosphere around it is high. I'm hyped. The atmosphere is hyped. The city is hyped. You know, and uh, I'm really into this. Usually I'm just watching somebody else go for it, but just to watch the Rangers play, man. I, I tell you what, even if they don't win, I mean, it, it's a win-win for the city. Win-win for the, right. for the franchise. Yeah. You know, they, they didn't even have ownership. You know, they were a bankrupt team, you know what I mean, just a couple of months ago. And look at them now, you know that's a it's a it's a miracle story, man. Yeah, Very I agree. Scary. Just and just the thought of this Metroplex having a World Series and a Super Bowl in the same year, and and who knows the Mavericks might get it together. We end up having a, um, a NBA championship here too. So this could be Championship City. We just never know. Oh yeah, we had the uh, NBA All Star, and we've had we got the Super Bowl coming and the World Series. I mean, what what? Fan can ask for more than that. I mean, you can't right. ask for no more than that, right? Except right. for your Cowboys to go. We know that's not going to happen, though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <But that's laughs> we're we talk about show. that. We, we got, I got okay. some strong, right. strong comments about the Cowboys today, Royce. You know, I'm a homer when it comes to the Cowboys, but I, I, I got to pull off my belt and whoop them tonight. So we're gonna definitely. Oh yeah, get you know, Ryan, I may just, I, I, I may just go by if they where they do play a game here. I'll just somebody just drive by. And just get the smell of what a, a world series smell like, you know what I mean? Just the atmosphere, just listen to the crowd. I've never, I've never been there. Like I said, it's the first time. It's going to be here in my hometown. I mean, I'm really excited. So let's go on with the show. I hope we get some calls tonight. The Rangers go Rangers. They're on fire. That's right. And if you guys are listening to us live, you can always call in and give your opinion. The number is 323-927-2906. If you're listening to the show on the uh, podcast, on iTunes or another service, uh, you can always follow the show at blogtalkradio.com slash rfsports. If you like Twitter, you can follow us there at rfsportsradio. Email us at rfsportsradio at gmail.com. And now you guys can find us on our blog site, at uh, our blogger site, and that's rfsportsradio.blogspot.com. And we want to send a special announcement, too, because we just did a partnership with uh, Tickets Now. And uh, anyone listening to us, no matter what city you're in, New York, Texas, uh, Philly, or in San Francisco, you guys are able to go into our site uh, with the help of Tickets Now and purchase your World Series tickets or ALCS or NLCS tickets right now. Uh, not only that, but you'll be able to purchase tickets for any sporting event 
Um, and that's nationwide, worldwide. So, guys, go into the site. It's rfsportsradio.blogspot.com. Uh, you'll see the Tickets Now logo there. If you click there, they're going to give you a special discount uh, for for listening to us. So make sure you do that and let them know that, that let them know that we did send you guys over there. So you get a discount so, so for can, that. So I, you guys I can go and get World Series tickets. I can go and get World Series arrange the playoff tickets. That's right. You sure can. <laughs> Yo, okay. Well, I better we we'll are up and do the show so I can go order my tickets. Right. It looks <laughs> like they're going to the big dance. I tell you. That's right. Now, there is another series being played, too. We don't want to lose sight of that. And they had a game today, too. And actually, the uh, San Francisco Giants have pulled uh, to a 2-1 series lead over the Philadelphia Phillies. I honestly thought the Phillies would run away with this real, real quick. Oh, I did, too. Because the power that the Phillies have. But it's like the Giants have have got power, too. And not only power, but they got good pitching. I mean, you had uh, Ross in the first two games, had two... Homer's the first game. Homer's again uh, the, the second game, although they lost. And then today, just had Matt Cain kind of just outdo uh, Cole Hamill. So it pitched a shutout, basically. Um, and we thought the Phillies were going to really do something this series, Ross. Oh, yeah, I thought the Phillies were. I mean, they, they went into this series red hot, man. I thought they, you know, they had great pitching, great hitting. I thought they were. San Francisco surprised me. But you know what? I'm interested in the series. I think I'd rather play the Giants than the Phillies anyway. But I just hope the Rangers are there. I don't care who we play. I just hope they make it there. But it's turned out to be a good series, too. It really has. Yeah, okay. I'd agree with you 100%. I, I just want the, the Rangers to go. It doesn't matter to me who they play. I just want them to make right. sure that they're there. I don't care who it is. I mean, I think, I think everyone oh, yeah. would rather see. Uh, probably the Giants because they offensive firepower, but they they've proven to be an offensive team, but not just oh, that, yeah. but a, a hell of a pitching team too. And that's the scary yeah. part because the Rangers have been making their ways on pitching, uh, especially in that uh-huh. first series, and now they're having to do both pitching and they're having to do uh, some offensive firepower too. So they're having to show a little bit of everything coming back in this game. Although it's not over yet, it's still five three All five right. one six. But even in the last game, let's talk a little bit about that. We watched Cliff Lee pitch uh, a oh, duel game. game. He had 13 strikeouts, oh, yeah. uh, pitches a shutout game, could have came into the ninth and pitched a complete game. Uh, but, but in the ninth inning, top of the ninth inning, the Rangers run up the score to 8-0. And oh, it was a great time for, for Washington to put in for Lee's, let Lee's get some work, especially in that stadium. Because uh, he might need to close right. out this game tonight. Right. You know how I feel about Lee Rodney. I, if it's left up to me, Lee will pitch every game. But I know he can't do it, but I, yeah. I leave him in the whole series. I mean, he put on exposition last night. He was out he, he was out of sight. And for the Rangers to just put an exclamation mark, you know, they, on the win was fantastic. I mean, they, they sent a message out yesterday. I think they really did to the Yankees. And like I said, the Yankees came tonight. They playing a lot harder tonight. I know it's not over with. But if they win tonight, it's another match. That's almost a stamp on the series. You know what I mean? It's right, a dominant. Right. right. Well, and you know what though, uh, and, and and I think what Cliffley Cliffy's gonna pitch again this series. Um, oh yeah. And then we, we and we we talked about a little bit. Was he gonna be game six or game seven? You think it should be game six if it, if it if they are down three two? Uh, oh yeah, I said get it over with. I mean, you want. 
the longer you drag it out, the worse it is for the Rangers. Because uh, the Yankees are used to this. You know, they can turn the series around, you know, just like that. But if they whoop them and put them, and put them away, you know, and put them down, uh, they'll send a message to the whole league. You know, they have already been noticed. But I think they will send a message for years down the line, you know what I mean? This franchise is something to be reckoned with. And like I say, I love to have multiple World Series, you know what I mean? We don't have any. We want the cities that don't have any. You know, so. But uh, But we'll we'll, we'll definitely We'll we'll keep you guys posted on events from this game. But right now, I think uh, Cliff Lee's got to be my MVP for the the postseason if the Rangers are able to make it to the World Series. series. Uh, We talked a lot about Josh Hamilton in that first series, uh, not really being able to do anything. Did have the RBI on the – on the on the basic yeah. uh, the chopper that he hit, but he's come alive in this series. He's yeah, got he's two home alive. runs already. He's driven in uh, three runs, uh, three RBIs already. I mean, we talked about Josh being the key to this series going forward. I mean, are you liking right. what you're seeing in the five, the offensive power for Josh? Oh yeah, we needed him, man. He 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 was in a little slump for a while, but you know we need him. We need his hitting. You know, he's a, he's kind of leader team. He's a perfect example for any kid that's had any problem. You know, growing up, how he's overcome his, his drug problem. You know, we need him, and we need you know he he's a big part of this team. He really does. And I hope they pay him next year. I say pay him his money next year. Yeah, yeah, we'll definitely he's talk a lot about that too. Now, we want to remind everyone, if you're listening, you can definitely call in. If you're listening on Blog Talk Radio, uh, you guys can reach us uh, anytime. Any comments you want to comment on or topics you'd like to discuss, that number is 323-927-2906. If you uh, hit us on Twitter, we'll, be, we'll definitely get you live on the air. And you can follow us on Twitter at RF Sports Radio as uh, a follow on Twitter. Now, one thing we do want to talk about, Royce, this has been the talk of all the sports talk shows today. Um, it's been the talk of every website, every network, um, and it's about the NFL and this new policy they're trying to do by suspending players for what they call uh, vicious hits or, or, or hits against defenseless players, I guess to put it a better way. And so and what was, what's basically happening is this weekend in the NFL, this weekend in football period, you had a college player, uh, Eric LaGrange for Rutgers, actually get paralyzed. Um, at this point, they say he's paralyzed. They, they did have a report come out today that he is um, awake. He is aware of what his situation is, and and he has hope that he will walk again. In those situations, we're, we're praying for the family. We're praying for him. As long as he has the hope and the will to want to walk one day, I think he'll have a, a much better chance of doing so. Uh, but in the NFL on Sunday, you had basically three players um, and, and they, they signaled these three players out. James Harrison had two players where he knocked out two people in one game. You had Merriweather for the um, for the Patriots had a hit on uh, Todd Heap, and then you also had Dunta Robinson with a hit on uh, Deshaun Jackson. They left uh, Deshaun Jackson with a concussion. It was a vicious hit as well. So let me ask you, Royce. Now, now I play football. You play football too. I mean, did you did you really feel like these are sus- suspendable offenses where someone could get uh, suspended uh, for? Uh, well, well, Rodney, they're gonna have to do something. They're gonna, have to, you know, every so often in football, and I'm gonna take you back. They, you know, they they used to clothesline people. 
They had the eyes mm-hmm. all that. Remember that? It was too many right. people getting seriously hurt. You know, it's already a violent sport. You know, then they came up with the Roy Williams who was the horse collar t- tackle, remember? Right. Uh, players were getting hurt. So this is another thing that they're going to get rid of. I mean, it, 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 these guys are getting, somebody's going to seriously get hurt. You know what I mean? And, and you know, like I said, a couple of years down the line, we'll be trying to outrule some of But that's just football. You know what I mean? Every so often this happens in football, they they going to do something about it. And like I said, it's dangerous. You know, you leave with the helmet. You know, that's that's not how the way you're trained to tackle. You know, playing from Little League football, that's not the way to tackle. You know right. what I mean? To me, it's a lazy man. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like you don't want to tackle the guy like you're supposed to. You know what I mean? You, you're trying to hurt him. That's what it looks like to me. Well, like you know, and, and, and I'm glad uh, you're hosting the show with me because now we can kind of compare and contrast uh, the generational gap between us both. Because in, in your NFL uh, that you watched growing up, it was more of a form tackle. You had to get your head right. across the body. Right. And you right. had to get wrap up and tackle the guy. You had to wrap the guy right. up. And I think right. in my generation we grew up with, you know, you got to deliver the big hit, which didn't mean wrap the guy up. It meant, you right. know, yeah. jumping into the guy leading with the helmet, uh, leading with a forearm, and, and you're, trying to, you're trying to put the guy on the ground. We, that's, that's what I was always taught in, right. um, in playing peewee football, playing high school football. It's just the way you were taught. You had to have the big hit. But I think that right. a lot of their blame for the way these guys grew up, the way they play, is because of what the NFL has done. They have glorified the big hit for years. They had oh, yeah. the NFL oh, yeah. biggest hits. Life. They had the NFL yeah, DVDs life. with the bone crusher hits. We glorified the right. running lots, the rich, the Michael Singletary's. Uh, we glorified the Lawrence Taylors. We glorified uh, the Troy Palomalu, uh, just to give yeah. you a recent example. Junior Seau, you know, Ray Lewis, game. these guys that deliver hits. Right. It's a violent game. They're going to always have big hits. But when it comes to a point where players are getting hurt, and like I said, many players got hurt this weekend. They have to do something about it. You know what I mean? They gonna always have big hits because it's a violent game. But you know, if you look back and you know, we talked about the generation. You know, with Deion Sanders and they had all these back. You know, these back. They, they, Deion Sanders. You know, with with they cut a guy down. You know what I mean? He didn't. He didn't use his arms to touch. You know, and there was a period in between that. That's the way they was hit. But if you go to an NFL practice, they don't practice like that. You know, even tackling right. dummies, they don't practice like that. You know what I mean? It, it, but when they get in the game, it's totally different. You know, but uh, like I said, it, it, I, I don't know. Like I said, they, they have to do something about it. Too many people are getting hurt. You know, concussions are already bad as it is, you know, and players going to get hurt anyway. But when it comes, like you say, when it's a life-threatening injury or somebody really gets paralyzed, you know what I mean? That's too late. You know. But you know what I think? I think I think um, you run the risk of that happening every Sunday. Someone getting hurt, someone getting right. paralyzed. Right. Right. You run that risk every Sunday. And I just think that the NFL is kind of like trying to put that barrier in between them and the courtroom. They're trying to come out with this now, whereas uh, we don't want you to do this. You know, we're going to suspend you guys. We're going to fine you guys. To take the liability off of them, uh, even though it is a violent sport, and 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 the studies are proven that some of these guys 
don't even know they had concussions until after they get through playing uh oh, yeah. playing baseball. I mean playing football, we, I'm sorry. So so, you know, so fine, when they retired they realized they got all these head injuries, all these hits to the head right. have caused this much damage. Right. Right. Same thing right. with a boxer. A boxer can box for years. And I realize right. what kind of damage he's done until right. he's in his 50s and 60s. Close to the head. Close to the exactly. head. Exactly. So, right. so I think what the NFL is trying to do is trying to put that, that fence in between them and these players and these uh, potential lawsuits and say, well, look, we warned you guys about this. We told you guys right. we're going to find you. We told you guys right. we're going right. to suspend you. Right. We have suspended you. And we have right. fined you. You know, to kind but of get some of that off of them. But I think they, I think they share – uh, more of the blame. We've always wanted to emulate the NFL player. We've always wanted right. to emulate the big hits. They used to have shows, big hit shows, the big hit right. this, the top right. ten hits of the weekend, that type of thing. Even with now, with the fact that they're going through, uh, we need to stop this and stop that, you turn on ESPN right now, all you're going to see is those hits over and over and over and over again. Right. That's you know, you're going to see that every Sunday, this hit, that hit. So so it, everyone's going to find the same thing. I mean, they're saying they're not going to do it, but they're going to find the oh, same oh, thing. Oh, oh, oh program, you know, Josh Hamilton again oh. has home Yeah, all right. Solo oh, home run for Josh Damn. Hamilton is now 6-3, wow. ladies and gentlemen. Wow, wow. 6-3, top of the seven. Wow, go Rangers. But you know what, Rodney? Uh, you know, fine is nothing. It's just like you get a traffic ticket. Say for speed, and you pay the ticket, but it's no consequence. You understand what I'm saying? You still gonna speed till you get caught again. You understand what I'm saying? So the fine, really, to them, paying the fine is nothing. You know what I mean? It's a drop in the bucket. These guys make millions of dollars a year. You know, if you find a ten grand, it's nothing. You know what I mean? They make a hundred grand a game. You know what I mean? But uh, it, it fines don't have repercussions. You know what I mean? It's just like drunk drivers for years they got off and finally somebody got hurt. And then they finally had to make it a law, you know what I mean? Drunk driving, you know. So uh, uh, they're going to do it. And like I said, this happens every so often. You look back at the history of football, it's going to happen. You know, they had to make it. I think think suspension is the way to go. And a lot of these ex-players are saying, well, it'll change the game. It'll change right. the, the, the game. It's not, like you said, they don't practice like that. So it's not right. like it's going to change the game of football. It's still going to be the right. game of football. And we're right. not talking about uh, a running back right. getting hit coming right. through the hole. Right. We're not talking right. about, um, uh, you know, a, a, a quick you know, tight end trying to run you know over I mean? somebody. Right. We're not talking about right. that. We're talking about defensive right. players, you know, somebody that right. can defend themselves. You can wrap the guy right. up and tackle the guy without oh, having yeah. to lead oh, yeah. or spread the guy. Uh, with your helmet. And speaking of fines, and I find this kind of amusing, too, because on Monday the whole NFL talk was about we're going to start suspending players, we're going to start suspending players. And then on Tuesday they don't suspend anybody, but but they fine everybody. Uh, James Harrison gets fined $75,000, and then the uh, Brandon Merriweather and Dunta Robertson get fined 50000 each. And apparently Harrison was fined more because he is a repeat offender. Uh, of this particular right. rule, so they say. Uh, but I th- yeah. thought that was really interesting that, you know, even though they talked about suspensions and this and the other, two they come around, they don't suspend anybody. They just find them. Yeah. Well, they had a player back in the 70s called a hammer, and that's the way he did. He was multiple. He did it. I mean, he put some of his players down. He's calling the hammer. 
because he would clothesline people, you know. So, uh, like I said, uh, he a repeat offender. He should have been charged more. But like I said, I, I, I think after this week, it'll be a new rule, you know, just like the horse collar tackle. You know, they had to immediately stop that, you know what I mean? So, uh, and then a $35,000 fine for Harrison is nothing. He's actually made $20 million playing football over the last three years, so 75000 is nothing. Is nothing. Right. Now, I do have a quote from the NFL uh, Players Association. Uh, Kevin Mowry, who's the president of the association, says that suspending players for hard hits is a knee-jerk reaction. He thinks the rule will be, will be impossible to enforce unless it's helmet to helmet, and then NFLPA plans to fight it. Uh, so we'll see what happens. Plus, there is a huge concern about safety with them going to the 18-game season next year. So let's keep that in play as well, too. Uh, so we'll definitely yeah, see what happens on that. Let me bring in a couple of callers on coming on the uh, on this particular situation. This has been a hot topic of the day for everyone. So let's get a couple of callers' reaction real quick. Uh, Caller, you're live on the RS Sports Radio Show 6037. Do you have a comment about the NFL uh, new hit policy? Uh, well, to be honest with you, I mean, it's, it, it's pick your poison, personally, I, I believe. Uh, if you begin to find players as opposing to, to suspending them, you know, the ones with the bigger bank roles, would definitely be more apt to, you know, disregard the rule all in all. If you start suspending players, then, you know, what does that open the door for up, next, you know, next? I, I, The game of football is just one that's just based around contact. And any time you have contact, doesn't matter what you're wearing, uh, you know, you could be injured. I remember one play with Troy Aikman was just running and just fell. You know, nobody touched him, but he just fell. So, you know, just like hockey or anything else or boxing, you know, what you going to say next? You know, boxing, you know, you it's not enough to wear gloves. You can't hit as hard. Um, trying to hurt a player, you know, sort of like in the NBA when they have, you know, a flagrant, you know, I definitely think if your intention was to hurt somebody, there should be something for that. But just contact, no, I don't, I don't agree with that. But attention is a fine line because, uh, and, and, I, and, I, and first of all, let's welcome, Chosen to the program, chosen with Icebreaker Production. I want to welcome him to the program. Huge contributor to the show. <laughs> but I want to ask you, now you play football, and I know you play football. We were always taught to hit the guy. We were always taught to lay him out, put him on the ground. If he gets hurt, fine. You may not play to injure him, but you are playing to hurt him. So we were always taught that. So, so, you just, just, so what needs to be done now? Uh, for players that look up to guys like Ray Lewis, Troy Polamalu, uh, even go old school, Ronnie Lott, uh, Mike Singletary, these big hit guys we've been watching, and they may have made it to the Hall of Fame making big hits. So how do we change the culture if, if we're going to be monitoring how everyone hits everybody? No, I, I mean, I mean, my opinion, I say, you know, you you have to, you know, watch the film. You know, maybe you have a committee after the game. Maybe you watch it, you know, the the, the, the whole aspect of everything, of how everything went down and make an intelligent or the best decision that you can in front of a group of your peers maybe. Was this guy intentionally trying to hurt him? 
you know, uh, and, and the group of your peer things I think would be better as opposed to the NFL opposing it because it would be the players taking accountability. Now, at the end of the game, uh, when you take away the contact factor from football, I think you take away some of the luster of the game. You know, it, it, it one of the reasons why receivers will miss a catch coming across that middle is for fear of that hit. So, I mean, hey, you know, if two cars meet in a head-on collision, it's going to look worse than if you sideswiped each other. And, I mean, right. that's just the name of the game. If a guy's going to catch the ball, you got to hit him hard enough to make him drop it. You know, mm-hmm. you're trying, they're paying you millions of dollars to win ball games. Now, if you, you know, intentionally, like, like you say, horse collar, which Roy Williams was notoriously known for, and you're trying to injure somebody, you know, mess up their career, ruin their chances of providing a better life for their family, then I don't agree with that. I think that's hate. But, I mean, come on, man, just direct contact like that, hey, tell me, you know, it was passing the fairness. Tell me, you know, one man hit him low and one man hit him high. And then, you know, somebody else came and jumped on him after the fact. But that's just regular collision, man. I mean, it's a brutal sport. It, that's just right. what the nature of the game is. Yeah, I yeah but it's, it's okay. It's okay to take a guy out, but helmet to helmet hit. You know, that's going to be thing. That's like poking a guy in the eye, you know what I mean? Well, let me ask you this: Do you guys think that okay that because the helmet's been a huge issue? It's always been a, a, a actual helmet supposed to protect all the players, but it seems like the helmet's been used more so as a weapon. So, do you do you buy into the notion? A lot of people are talking about well, maybe we need to go back to the old old days and and have no helmet whatsoever. If we had no helmet, it still be football, it still be tackling. But we we just wouldn't be able to use the helmet as a weapon like they've been using like they're using it now. And no helmet, somebody gonna get killed. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Well, but think about the Definitely. guys that played back then. They 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 played football with no helmets. Yeah, a lot of guys grew up playing football yeah. with no helmets. But a lot but of them are right now. Go ahead. Now go ahead. Go ahead. I was just going to say, the, the sport has been engineered, man, and, and elevated to a level so to where these guys start off in Pop Warner football studying the greats. So you grow up studying what the greats did as opposed to, you know, just carving out, you know, the, 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 the mode of play now. And at that particular time, I mean, you have a new breed of monster in the league. I mean, medicine is better, sports is better, uh, training is better. And, and I just think that yeah, somebody would would be laid out <laughs> real quick. Now I mean, we all played throw up tackle. We all played tackle football as kids. You know, for the most part, if you didn't play on the concrete, no one really got a concussion. You might get a bloody nose. You might get a couple of cuts and scrapes. And I mean, these guys are professionals, true enough. But I mean, wouldn't that prevent the helmet to helmet collision? Wouldn't that prevent a lot of the concussions that we have now? Oh, no, you become susceptible to a whole new series of injuries that would would tone down the game. I mean, I I think the helmet is a necessity, especially with the number of concussions that people have been suffering lately and the issues that they're making out of that. But, I mean, you know, everybody saw the play, and everybody in their heart knows that they felt like, you know, if this was something that was done intentional or not. But, you know, sometimes... You know these these plays happen. I remember I remember back in the day when Ken Norton hit a guy and snapped his leg like a toothpick. 
you know, Kenny West Jr. that was, you know, when he I'm was black. at the San Francisco. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. You, you know. So, so the issue becomes again. You know, what is your intention when you're doing this? You know, it's a, it's just a contact sport, man. It's just a contact. Yeah, sport. I, I understand you know. what you're saying. I personally feel like if you take the helmet out of the game, then it's not football. You know, to me, I mean, it's not professional football. You know, I might we as well do like that in the backyard. So, and you can't have all hey, the rest of the pads without having the helmet. Right. You know, every once in a while, they have to do that for football, like I said. The chop block, the the the, the Roy Williams rule, you know, the the hammer, you know, the horse car, you know, all that. Like it is, it's just the way football is. Every so often they have to change things. You know what I mean? It's no big deal. They find another way to knock a guy out. You know what I mean? So it's just football. <laughs> they yeah, just we'll really will. Um, now we do got some more sure. cars. want to. We got some more cars. Want to chime in on that real quick. Okay. Uh, I right. want to welcome on another contributor to the show. Uh, Ricky Live, you on the air, man. How's it going? Hey, it's good, man. How y'all doing, man? How's everybody doing? Well, I'm doing fine because I had a cowboy fan. Doing great. Uh, uh, there we go. We get started here. Yeah. Like, I'm ready. <laughs> What are you doing? Hey man, I, you know I hear you. I hear everybody talking about it. Um, you know the the violent collisions and everything, and you know I agree with pretty much everything that everybody is saying. You know I don't think there's any way, any particular way that you can police that situation. You know, um, it, I can understand if it's like a helmet to helmet, you know, contact type of situation that you know that should be maybe a automatic fine or automatic suspension, but we're talking strictly just helmet to helmet. But, you know, after you see some of those violent hits and you, you know, determine that somebody intentionally tried to do something, you know, then maybe suspend them for something like that. But some of those collisions out there, I mean, I have to be honest with you, that that hit that Dante Robinson put on, on, on Deshaun Jackson, it didn't look like to me that he intentionally tried to do it that way. He tried to hit him, and he wanted to hit him yeah. hard. But it didn't look like he tried to do that. I mean, he, I mean, why would you try to? You would hurt yourself. Yeah, well, he ended up in a concussion itself. He had a concussion also. I mean, what, still got fine. So, again, my point is that I don't think he tried to do that. Now, uh, Merriweather, it looked like he tried to do that. You know, they look yeah. totally different to, to me, to my eye. They look totally different. You know, right. so a situation like that, then yeah, you know, you go back and you suspend a person, you know, maybe, but but he's taking the taking the out of the, 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 out of the game. I don't I don't think you can do that. You want receivers to be scared to go across the middle, and it's and it's it's been like that, you know, all the way back as far back as you can remember. <laughs> Jack Tatum was notorious for it. You know, and right. that was way back before I was even in, able to understand football. You know, so yeah, well, y'all, it, y'all remember the crack block, remember? Uh, all the guys were yeah. getting their legs broke. You know what I mean? And right. you, you know, if you're going for guys, knee, you know, if you're going for right. guys, yeah. you know, him, him, block, you know, you don't yeah. have incidentals. That's gonna happen accidentally. But you, you can tell when a guy's trying to take a guy's head off. You know what I mean? Yeah, Merriweather, he looked like, even though they just docked him, you know, $50,000 or however much it was, they they hit him for, you know, they still probably should suspend him. That right there, to me, was dirty. That was dirty. 
I think I think not only him but James Harrison should be suspended too, man. I mean James James Harrison <laughs> left his he left his feet and, and basically spurred the guy with his helmet. You know, and even even that, you know, I can I can see that. I wouldn't argue that because the rule is, you know, you can't do that, and he did exactly that. Yeah, he did exactly that. So that alone, you know, still. But it was like your boy just kind of got pretty close and sprung off into him, like you know, I'm gonna do this. And he, man, uh, like, I mean, you know. You know, see, the thing about being on that football field, when your adrenaline is pumping, when you're hype, when you're doing what you do, you know, you've been eating, you know, uh, uh, drinking muscle milk all day long, going over plays, watching film, kill, 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 hit them hard, you know, team spirit. From time to time, you know, no matter how focused the greatest athlete is, you can, you know, kind of take it a little too far sometimes, just like celebrating at the end. You know, you couldn't help, you know, you, you look at your boy from the Cowboys, just couldn't help <laughs> passing that ball. <laughs> it couldn't help jumping over <laughs> them shoulders. I mean, you, you just, I mean, these are athletes here, man. These guys aren't known for being, you know, rocket scientists. You have to let the glasses be right. gladiators, man. It, they, right. they are, you know, and, and I agree with you, but even on both ends, if it's a rule that you can't, you know, celebrate that particular way, Find them for it or flag them or do whatever. If it's a rule, do that, you know. And the same thing with, you know, if it was such a rule that you're going to get suspended if you, you know, have helmet-to-helmet contact, you know, if that's a rule, do that, period. You know, even though you are a gladiator out there, you know, but at some point in time, you know, something, you got to be able to control yourself and, and hold that situation, and mistakes happen. But if they do, they happen. Slippers count. Yeah, yeah. You got dirty players in every sport, you know, like Mike Tyson biting the guy's ear. That's going to happen. You just got dirty players, and you got to weed them guys out. You know what I mean? They're like crack box. You know what I mean? It's it, it just it, it, certain things you just can't do. You can't bite the guy's ear off. You know what I mean? You can't. Yeah. <laughs> but you know that. You know what I'm saying? You know that. You know that. <laughs> Yeah, well, that's that. good. That's and we're going to get to, uh, since I got you guys already on, we're going to get into a lot of Cowboys and stuff real quick, too. But I want to uh, I wanna just real quick touch on a couple of other stories and sports that I found and get you guys' opinion on it real quick. I found a couple of interesting things real quick. Uh, if you guys don't know, you can always follow the show at blogtalkradio.com slash rfsports or our new website at rfsportsradio.com blogspot.com, but right now we're running a huge promotion with tickets now, so if you guys need tickets to any sporting event or if you need to um, get World Series tickets, log on to the website. They're going to give you guys a discount uh, for telling that you listen to the show, so definitely check that out. But uh, we have an NBA show planned this week that uh, Rick is going to be uh, on the show with me as well, along with Royce, and, and whoever wants to get in on the show, you're more than welcome to. Well, we're going to do that tomorrow night. It's going to be an NBA preview show. We're we'll getting to some of the new trades that happened over the off season, some of the new look of the teams. We're going to do some predictions. We're going to see if someone's going to step out there and say that he's going to win 72 games this year. So we're going to get into a lot of that. But I, I found this interesting story about the N- NBA real quick. I don't know if you guys have heard about this new shoe that they got out right now. It's called the Concept One. Okay, it's a $300 sneaker. 
and it's, it was developed by Adam and Ryan Golston, both of them are former USC basketball walk-ons, whose father worked in the shoe industry. So they come up with this shoe. Okay, they've already had about 30% of the rookie class that want to wear this shoe. And this is where the trouble comes in because the NBA has actually banned this shoe. And they're saying they banned the shoe because under league rules, this is their quote, under league rules, players may not wear any shoe during a game that creates an undue competitive advantage. Apparently these shoes increase your vertical leap. Now, now <laughs> let me just ask you guys this question real quick. Now, we've all watched the Be Like Mike commercials. We've all watched Nike Era. We've all watched all these Nike shocks. It's different technology. All of them claim to help you get off the ground and play basketball better, this, that, and the other. Do y'all think there's some big hating going on because it's not a Nike or Reebok or Adidas shoe? Or you think these shoes are really giving people an, uh, an advantage to where they can get an increased vertical leap? It depends on if, that, if it works or not. If, if, <laughs> if somebody's actually out there doing that and it increases your vertical leap, man, ban the shoe, bro. <laughs> it's really that simple. But if it's just a regular shoe, I mean, they gonna, they tell you you drink Gatorade, this is going to happen. They tell you right. if you do this, that's going to happen. Popeye ate spinach. That's supposed to make you stronger automatically. You know what I'm saying? Ain't but nobody but, believing in all that. Well, let's not, stuff. Let's but not discount the, the fact really that there ain't nobody out there wearing the Converse, shoe. okay? There ain't nobody wearing Chucks out there. Everyone's got okay. some in their shoe, regardless want. of what it is, air, shock, whatever. Everybody's got something going on in their shoe. Ain't nobody wearing no flat tennis shoe out there. Well, right, let me, let me buy out of this all one. The, all because the I've never paid $300 all the for a flat All the shoes are elevated a little bit with all the Nike Air and all the different technologies or whatever. But. There's no shoe out there that has actually proven that it's going to increase your vertical leap. No shoe out there. If they, if 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 that's happened, it, somebody else would have been talking about it by now. That has never happened. They tried to say that with Michael Jordan with the first shoes he had, not really realizing the boy just can choke. You know. Well, you know, Rick. But, if if, if three hundred dollars shoes make you hit a jump shot or dunk, I'm all for it. It should be for three hundred dollars. <laughs> Yeah, but if that now nah, that was that's a, that creates you know an unfair advantage, and now nah, you cannot do that. You can't go out there and be jumping twenty five inches off the ground, and all of a sudden you jumping thirty five. You bashing on everybody, please. And I don't believe that like that works anyway. Now, the guys that developed this shoe are saying that they go, they are going to try to fight this because they've had uh, some several NBA players express interest in wearing the shoe, but the NBA players apparently can't come out and say that because they're signed with other shoe companies. So, I mean, Chosen, what do you think? You think this this, this shoe should be banned, or you think it's just it just ain't a Nike shoe, basically? Well, you know, I'll say this, man. If a shoe gives you the ability to jump a little higher and you want to wear it, I think you should be able to wear it. I mean, yeah. it's a reason why you don't go out there playing ball in uh in in in, in church shoes, as my mom used to say, you know. Uh-huh. Right. It, yeah. it, right. Those would be bad for you back. You you don't catch them out there, you know what I'm saying, running half court offense in a brand new pair of ropers. 
So right. if you have a choice to wear a tennis shoe, why not wear one that gives you a little bit of extra bounce? I mean, hey, everybody wants to extend their career now. If you see your competition wearing this shoe and you don't put it on, that's your fault. Exactly. That's your fault. Let everybody get the advantage. Let's get some NBA Jam going on. That's how I feel. Yeah. You see, my thought is, my thought is every shoe. Yeah, every, every shoe is advertised to do something, whether it's to help the ankle support, whether it's help you run or whatever. Every shoe is advertised to do something. That don't mean you know it's still gonna fall on the player. The, the, the ability is still gonna fall on the player. Boy, I feel. I think they should let them wear the shoe. Yeah. And, and me, I I don't you know I don't agree with the unfair you know advantage. You know, I mean, if you if it makes you jump higher, you know, no, I'm not necessarily with that. I mean, you take steroids, that's gonna make you bigger. I'm not necessarily with that. You know, what I mean, I'm I don't even though everybody else could have the option to do it. Me personally, I mean, just come out and go do it, train. Get yourself good, you know, make yourself where you can jump or get faster, whatever it is you need to do. You know, that's, you know, really the part that, that, that I believe in, not necessarily the – I don't want nobody uh, to create I mean, an advantage for me, you know. I, I mean, but th- but that's just like saying, that's just like saying, well, okay, nobody's allowed to work out in the off season, And then right. if you work out with this trainer because he's top dollar, then you can't right. use him. You Everybody right. has to go to this person. You know what I mean? You know, it's just like saying, okay, well, you can't eat vegetables. You have to drink beer and wine like the rest of the rookies do because you're going to have an unfair advantage if you eat this food. Uh, I mean, potato, potato, man, point blank range. If you want to come out there and play the game with some, with some, with some ropers <laughs> or some working boots on, who's to stop you? Right. Well, I think that was, I thought it was interesting, and we're gonna we're gonna post up a photo of the uh, of the shoe and the website, the shoe and the website where you can find the shoe on the uh, on the blog spot site. I think everybody needs a chance to check. They look like cool, pretty cool shoes. They're black and green. They look pretty nice. I, so, talk about I don't know. Maybe I need to get my vertical up. So, we'll so how much are they supposed to increase your your your, uh, your jump? Advantage? It didn't say. It didn't say. It just says a the shoe has a what they call a spring base. Uh, system designed to increase lift is what they say. So. You mean they they put trampolines in their shoes, man? <laughs> Come on, <laughs> maybe cowboy needs time. See, oh, uh, there you go. Uh-huh. I want to talk about you cowboy. I, I mean, it, it's me. It. And I, I don't think it's well. I don't think it's slubber, but I mean, it looks like a pretty decent shoe. So we'll see what happens. We'll see what happens with that. Now, another thing that I want to uh, just ask you guys real quick about the NBA on, I know we'll talk a lot, a lot of uh, more of that on the show tomorrow, but uh, Michael Jordan is back in the news again, and uh, he basically asked him how does he rank Kobe in the uh, top ten players in the league. And his comment was he feel like Kobe is top ten, but only in the guard position, not in the overall NBA, he said he's just a top ten guard in the NBA. To me, that sounds like some hating. That sounds like that sounds like a bunch of hating between MJ because MJ still feel like he can go out there and score a hundred points. You know, and if you heard MJ's speech at the Hall of Fame when he gave a speech, he basically was dissing everybody he played against, Brian Russell, everybody else. 
talking about how he did this on so-and-so. I think he just really hate man. I mean, cause how can you not say Kobe's a, a top 10 player? You're going to say he's this. a top 10 guard? You're trying to tell me that uh, John Stockton is better than him? Isaiah Thomas is better than him? But Kobe don't play center, Rodney. They can't be the top center. I know that, but he said top guard. He, they had some top he NBA guard. players. He said, no, he's, he's not, just a he's top not 10 the top guard. NBA player. He's a top, he's a top he, guard. Did he say, did he say in the league today or in history? No, no, all the time. He said, he's a, he said I wouldn't say he's a top 10 player in the NBA. He may be a top 10 guard of all time in the NBA, but not a player. I agree. Oh yeah, I, I can't too much disagree with that. I mean, that's a come on, man. Yeah, top it's a ten player. A lot of them. It's a, yeah, I can, he could be top ten player, you know. But in the in the history of the game, you yeah, know, all right. Some people think Dominique was great. Some people think Kareem was great. Kobe is not the greatest player to ever played the game. We man, know that. I, all I'm saying, the man, the man has what six six rings now. And I'm as Robert Orley has. He's the greatest player. No, it's fire. It's fire. He got four, five, four, five, four. Okay, but Orley has more rings than him. He's the greatest player. He has fire. Here's my take on it. It's pure hate, and it's propaganda by the NBA, you know, to boost up some NBA ratings and watch what Kobe does this season against, you know, the Celtics. Because you know that matchup is coming. Now, I will say this. I personally feel like Kobe Bryant is better than Michael Jordan because, you know, oh, Kobe, I mean, Kobe is a three-point threat, and Jordan Jordan was never a three-point threat. Well, no, oh, wait, a on, wait, a minute, wait a minute now. Wait a minute now. Would y'all come no, hold on, hold on. With, that, with that Kobe. boy saying that? He need to finish what he was saying. Please, talk. Please, talk. Kobe. Kobe has hit twelve threes in a game, man. I mean, he can hit them from half court. That's not Jordan's range. How can you not respect that? And how can you only call call that guard play? Now, I will say this: Jordan for years got sent home by the likes of Joe Dumars and Isaiah Thomas. And when everybody got old, he was dominant. He beat yeah. up on old men. That was the old. Kareem and everybody was mm. gone, and, and so he had a chance to be dominant. Now, as soon as he left, you know there was a changing of the guard that happened, and you didn't see Jordan jumping all over people's back. He had a fadeaway shot. Now Kobe had that for I don't know how long now. Kobe mm. devours triple teams, okay, oh, and, and I just feel Come like he's he's Jordan with the three pointer, and what more could he do? Okay, I gotta get in on this because. Y'all kid me with this Kobe generation. You know what I mean? That's all y'all know is Kobe. I'm talking about before Kobe, they were great players. I, I, I can say Dr. J was the greatest player. He was a lot better than Kobe. Kobe is just one of a few great players. He is the greatest. And, he, and listen, Cartwright hit 12 threes. Paxton hit threes. <laughs> and you tell me he played against Tim Duncan's an old man. So, uh, you know, y'all kid me with George. this. Kobe is the greatest player. That's bullshit. Hey, man. You take Dennis Rodman, a guy who is hands down the only player to successfully defend Shaq 
and keep him all the way off of his game. I mean, you know, it, 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 it's a fact. Okay, all he did was rebound. He never scored any points. He was never concerned about scoring any points. And what happened? You put him with the likes of Scottie Pippen, who tremendously affected the Bulls' ability to be able to win games. And they, and they, they went to the Eastern Conference Finals without Jordan. You know, so all I have to say is, is, it, is it wasn't just Jordan. You had the great. Of course, coach, yeah. It wasn't just Kobe. It was not. It was not just Jordan. But here's the difference. You you know, I will. I will agree with you. Kobe. Jordan, I mean, uh, Kobe Bryant can shoot better than Mike. His jump shot is wetter than Mike's. Period. I'll be the first to tell you that. You know, but Mike had something else about him that ain't nobody else in the league right. has been able to right. display. Mike right. has been and, able and to go out there and dominate the game, dominate the referees, dominate the fans, and he won all the time. He didn't do it by himself. Mike wasn't able to do that until he did have a good team around him. I will agree with you there. But Mike was killing boys by himself, just like Kobe was doing. You know, just like Kobe's still doing. Mike was out there killing boys, period. 63, 69, 55, 54. I'm going to average 33 and shoot 55%. I mean, you know what I'm saying? Jordan Jordan had this, that it thing about him that you just can't explain out there. And then five minutes left in the game, ain't nobody ever been able to be better than Jordan. I'm talking free throws. He getting out of the car. Everything, man, that boy, that was something else. Cody Bryant, top ten in my opinion. He's right. running the league right now. He's the best player right. in the league. Fifth flop. Him, right. him and right. LeBron right James now. say what you want. Right, right, right now. now. But in the history right. of the game, but we come, in no, the history, no. I'm, I'm looking no. at Dr. J. I'm looking That's at right. Hakeem Olajuwon. George Gurman, Jojo White. Okay, oh, yeah. but even all them players y'all name it, Kobe's right in there with all them players y'all name it. School into the NBA. He did not. Matter. He did not. That don't matter. Now no, listen, listen. Listen. You're talking about a man who has single-handedly resurrected the Lakers franchise. You, 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 you're talking about a guy you're talk, you're talk, that is you're on his way to winning joking, more man. championships. Winning you more championships. He, he's okay, okay. I put you're, you're, talk, you're talking about a guy that single-handedly brought brought the Bulls into the situation that they right. were in. You can't. Michael Jordan okay. did that by himself. Kobe Bryant he, has never been by himself. Michael Jordan carried that team right. by himself. Scottie Pippen got good. Scottie Pippen got good because I have to admit those first three championships, Scottie Pippen was just okay. Those second three championships, they had the number one and the number two best player in the league. I will say that. Mike didn't do it by himself. No, he did not win. And they also had the number three best player. player, Kobe ain't never been by himself. Lakers had championship for Kobe was a boy. And let me tell you, let me tell you, I'm sick of this ring thing because Robert Ovi got more rings than any of them. 
So don't throw this ring thing up in the thing, because Robert Orley has more rings than Kobe ever would have. Well, yeah, we can't say we can't. You can't really say the rings, you know. You can't really say it like that. I mean, you know, the rings, you know, they are the ultimate goal. Everybody That's what knows I said, that. Don't rings, we talk, don't that. We, but you we know we talked about it before. They're some of the worst players in the league. Got rings. Some yeah, of the, the only thing that Kobe doesn't have. The only thing that Kobe doesn't have that Jordan did have, and I'll tell you this, was just the "I like you" factor. He doesn't have to be liked. Okay, Jordan had plenty of kids on his wife, and they swept that under the rug. You know what I'm saying? They didn't give Kobe weedy commercials. They, they, nobody was looking for Jordan to take, I mean, for, for Kobe to take Jordan's brand. So the branding Jordan has better, I think. I don't think Kobe will well, that's, that's, ever that's get the point I was going to make. Is, uh, is, you, you, have to realize, you have to realize that when Michael Jordan came around the league, it, w- it was truly the perfect storm. Nobody was buying basketball shoes until Nike, the Jordan right. era. You know, it was right. it was truly the perfect storm. Nike was just starting as a company, and they picked Jordan to be their guy. The NBA was trying to compete with the NFL, and they picked Jordan to be their guy. The, uh, you can't the, the, get, the you Gatorade was trying to win. The Gatorade was starting out as a company. They picked Jordan to be their guy. So I think a lot of people Why get not? confused about they get confused between Jordan to play on the on the court versus Jordan, the the uh, media icon that he became, because everything was Jordan. Everything was Jordan. We weren't around here paying $100 for sneakers. We weren't around here killing killing people for sneakers until until they made the Jordan and they promoted Jordan. And they have never, even themselves, have never put Kobe Bryant out there like they put out Jordan. You you, you can't take that away from him. Right, but look, you can't you can't take that you can't take that away from Mike. Mike Mike got that. Right. Mike got that. Right. So what? Okay, I mean, he had that thing. He had this. that thing about him. But I'm just talking about on the court. Even on the court, on the Mike court, was Jordan in his prime with the Bulls and their first team does not beat the Lakers with a fresh James Worthy, Kareem, and Magic and a, and a Pat Riley. That does not right. happen. They beat up on some old right. men. They beat up on some old Clyde Drexler was old then, oh, man. Oh, please, I mean, man. come on, man. Please, you, you, please, you, you, man. They, was, they were all I'm, the I'm same just, age, I'm, man. I'm serious. I'm serious. They were all about the same tell age, me. man. Tell me you believe come they would have won against Kareem. Look at that matchup. That first year he would have won against the Fresh Lakers. Man, he couldn't have been too much older. Mike played with James Worthy and Sam Perkins. Right, right. He, he wasn't old. He wasn't old, man. He was the same age. And, then, and, and then, let me throw this in right quick, and I'm through this conversation. I can name, and y'all can't, because I'm 57 years old. I can name 20 players better than COVID that I've seen in my lifetime. 27 years from now, you can be talking about somebody else. So I don't want to hear that, but that's just what y'all know. But I can name 27 to 30 players that I've seen in my lifetime that just as good as Kobe Bryant is today. Well, I'm gonna say this: we talk about on the case. court. We talk about on the court. I don't think uh, Michael's done anything on the court that Kobe Bryant hasn't done or can't do. Period. That's, I, that's why I agree. I mean, he's never Mike, everything Michael's done on the court. All his games, all his legendary games, whatever he's done. Kobe has done either the same thing, somebody gonna or can't do it. Somebody's going to surpass Kobe, nigga. You don't want to do that. You got to give Kobe Bryant credit 
for being good like that, too. Kobe Bryant is a baller. Look, I'm not arguing that. Kobe Bryant is that he can go. I would put Kobe Bryant in the top ten. You know, I would take a young Shaq before I would take Kobe Bryant. Shaq yeah. came in and changed the game. You know what I'm saying? They There's did. a lot of people out there that I would take before Kobe Bryant. Right. You know, well, I won't say a lot. I mean, it's, 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 it's debatable, but Kobe, Kobe could get in that top ten. But Michael Jordan, man, oh, no. <laughs> Michael Jordan had to do that against the Pistons by himself. Kobe Bryant never had to do that. There's things on the court that Mike did that he couldn't do. And he couldn't no. win without Paul no. Gasol. Forget, y'all forgetting he about, y'all forgetting about that. He couldn't when win he, without when he, went out, when, he, when he went out there and he had to, he had to go off in there with them trees with, against Brad Doherty and John Williams and, and, and Larry Nance and them with the Cleveland Cavaliers. Patrick Ewing. Jordan would have had to go do that. Kobe ain't never had to do that. There's things and he Kobe would have done. succeeded. He would Kobe, have he, may, Hey, maybe. I'm not going to take that away from him. Maybe, but we haven't seen that. Kobe has always had Shaq on his team. Kobe's always had Shaq. And when he didn't have Shaq, the Lakers didn't do so well. Then they come back, boom, and they get Gasol, get Gasol who is still pretty good. He's not Shaq when Shaq was with the Lakers, but he's still good. You well, know, well, well, they get and he's right back at it. It takes a it takes a team. It takes a team, but when Kobe was by himself, they just fell out the map. They got I'll a good I'll play. say this and then I'm done with the with, with the subject. I see the man I see the game from a big man's standpoint. And what Jordan did is he temporarily took the focus off a big man's standpoint. I disagree with you for this reason. Because when the Pistons had a post heavy uh, a, a squad consisting of the Wallace boys, they beat not only Shaq, but Carl Malone, the the Mitten, as he played and performed in his series, and Kobe Bryant with Phil Jackson coaching them. Now, that's because I believe the sport is a big man's game when it's played correctly. So, you, you know, I just I really personally feel like that Jordan's first three championships, he beat up on some guys. That that you know pretty much, but really worth letting him around, you, right? And and well, I tell at you what. the end of the day, Kobe Bryant is doing the same thing, right? And then well, I tell you what, twenty five years from now, when your son comes to you and when you tell you Skeeter was the best player he ever seen, I want to hear this conversation. <laughs> twenty five years from now, <laughs> yeah, I want to hear this same conversation. Because y'all would have seen all these great players, LeBron, you know, uh, uh, King Olajuwon grew up. And when he tell you Skeeter was the best player he ever seen play, which is going to come along and be- break COVID records and all that, I want to hear y'all's yeah. conversation then. Okay? <laughs> he said Skeeter. 25 we'll years when your son grandson. Hey, hey, hey. Yeah, right. Hey, Rodney. But we're, we're going to get into a lot of more NBA stuff. That's just a preview of what we're going to Cowboy, get into uh, tomorrow, but it's gonna, but yeah, it's gonna be, it's gonna be uh, the Kobe, the Kobe, LeBron, uh, Jordan thing could be a whole show by itself. I mean, we all know that. Right. Uh, but we're gonna get to, a, we're gonna get to a lot more NFL, some Cowboy talk as well too. A couple other stories I want to throw out to y'all real quick, and you just quick comment on this one. But uh, as you know, Tiger Woods got a divorce not too long. Actually, actually, it's coming up on the anniversary of that crash on uh, Thanksgiving. 
that started this whole mess and uh comes out today to report that uh his wife Elin uh received a hundred and ten million dollars. And everybody out there is saying that this is low. Uh that she actually could have gotten a lot more if she wanted to. Anybody could have commented on that is a hundred and ten million dollars from a divorce? Is that low? Well she didn't bring she didn't bring she didn't bring that much in, so she got a lot out. That's what I think. Well, he had already given he had already given her money earlier, and then not only yeah. that, but you know, who is this chick? I, I you know, I re, I recall receiving some emails with some new pictures of this lady. So, I mean, hey, they're out there, and I mean, you know, if you marry that, you know, you can expect to to give away a little change. I don't think she was right. a greedy one. Right. She got off. Yeah, she got. It's only only because of the only because of the law, you know the law that we all hate, you know, that's the only reason I would say that she could have got more. You know, I right. I don't think she should have got what she got. She didn't bring $110 million to the relationship. No, and then another news story that popped out from the NFL, Brett Favre, and he takes care of the NFL, met with the NFL people today about the new pictures, the text messages, and we talked about this a lot last show, Royce, about what we thought was going to happen with this. Now that he's met with them and answered questions, I mean, the evidence seems pretty clear-cut to me. There are pictures, there are text messages, voicemails. But I think the only key fact in this whole investigation is the fact that the the girl that's in question here is not even, you know, pursuing this case, you know, any right. further. Right. seems to me like he's trying to get a reality show, get two minutes of fame. Because anybody that will hold on to new pictures for two years, Voice two years, for two right. years, and, and don't yep. bring it up as a as a case with the NFL, but actually goes to Radar Online uh, to do a right. deal with them to publish everything. Seems like they're trying to get their little ten minutes of fame and don't really want to, you know, do anything to Brent Favre. But now that he has met with the NFL, does anyone think that there are going to be any repercussions, any suspensions, anything's going to happen? And we we use the precedent from uh, Ben Roethlisberger for reference because he was never charged with a criminal offense, just accused. Um, and he ended up being suspended for six games and reduced to four. So does anybody see Red Favre actually getting suspended over this? No, I don't see Red Favre getting suspended. I, 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 I mean, you know, it, it could happen, but, I mean, you're talking about an old man here, man. I, I, I mean, not saying that he's got many favors <laughs> left in the league, man. but, yeah. you know, hey, I, I, I say you leave Favre alone. I don't, I, don't think, I don't think he should get suspended at all. I agree with you. I don't think he should, but it wouldn't surprise me if the league did. You know, I, you know, yeah, they they might suspend him, suspend him for a game or something, just to make some sort of statement. You know, don't get caught up into this mess. But well, you know, as long as the girl don't bring charges, they really can't do nothing. As long as she don't bring up charges, and she don't pursue it. In Ben's case, the 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 woman brought it up, and the prosecutor took it over. And that's the way it works. If, if they don't bring it up and the district attorney don't take it over, then they should leave it alone. That's why I feel about it. Yeah, you know, you know, that's real. Yeah, that's, I agree with you on that. That's, 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 that's a lot. That's a lot. And normally we always go into a full NFL review. We go game by game, uh, but we're not going to do it this that time this that way this time. But I do want to get into I'm the records real quick. I'm going to get to the records real quick because, again, I'm bringing up the rear and the, and the, and the uh, picks right now. I'm 5-9 and nine from last week, which is terrible. Uh, Royce, you ended up being 7-7, seven seven, so you went 500. 
And Rick again, you go eight and six, my man. So I mean, again, yes, you, you win the picks once again this week. You want to give them any words and any any shout outs to the academy? I mean, give you a separate speech now. Well, I mean, it's humble, you know. It's humble. I told you last time, you know, it's gonna be plenty. It's gonna be plenty more of them, you know. So it's not really a whole lot, you know, that I could say, you know, because you know we'll be talking about it pretty much every week. Well, you well, know, you you'd, you'd have had a better record if you had picked Dallas. <laughs> <laughs> that is true, man. That, man, the Cowboys been out there. picking Dallas, man. If you stop picking Dallas, you you can win every week. Man, <laughs> yeah. if, 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 if Dallas if Dallas went one in fifteen, I'm gonna be one in fifteen. Well, that's a yeah, man, right you might just might be you just might be one hey. in fifteen. Yeah, instead of going into the actual uh, NFL review, I want to get you guys' comments because the power rankings are out. This is coming up on week uh, seven, so I think we should definitely touch on this. The first quarter of the NFL season is coming to a close pretty much, or close, actually. So I want to get into the power rankings. and See, this is the ESPN power rankings, and see if you guys agree that these are the top teams in the NFL. And I'm going to start with, I'm going to just do the top ten. But the uh, they got number ten. They got the Eagles, and as we both know, Kevin Cobb, Michael Vick. We don't know, you know, when Vick is coming back. Right now, Kevin Cobb's got the offense moving. Do you guys agree that the Eagles are the tenth best team in the NFL? I mean, chosen. Do you agree on that? No. <laughs> I, I know Dallas fans wouldn't agree. I do. They, they, they yeah. They got look at the record. Yeah, they're four and two. You got to look at the record. Whether you like the team or not, look at the record. Right. Let me ask you guys a question real quick here. Let me ask you a question on this, though. Do you guys think that when Michael Vick does get healthy and able to play, you think they're going to go back to Kevin Cobb start and Vick coming in for a couple of wildcat plays or a couple of plays here and there, or will Vick jump right back into the starting role? I'm going to ask you, Rick, because I know you follow the NFC. He's pretty close. You know, I I actually think, you know, he's going to end up going with um, Michael Vick when he comes back. I don't know. Something tells me that he's going to do that. I don't, you know, think most coaches would, but something tells me that he's going to end up doing that. I think he's the happiest coach in the NFC because he's got two quarterbacks he's, in Canada. He wants Kevin Cobb to sprain his ankle right. or something. Nothing too serious. Right. You know, right. just spray so and come come back. You know that I ain't got to worry about it because he's in a very tough position because both oh, those yeah. quarterbacks are moving that offense. I mean, point blank, he's got a good problem. Mm. All right, yes, good problem. And the Eagles All actually right. moved number ten from the fourteenth spot uh, last week, so they're moving up the power records as we I speak. I put them up higher than that. I will see. I'm gonna let you know some of the other teams they got up here now. Number nine, and I don't think this team needs to be at number nine. Um, and that's the Houston Texans. Uh, they got them ranked as the ninth best team in the NFL right Come now, the record right. of four and two. And, I, and the Come reason why right. I said they can't be number nine because I don't know any team that should be ranked in the top ten that's last in every defensive category. They get the most yardage against them. They're last in pass defense. One of the last in run defense. I don't know how you can have a defense that gives up all those points and yards and you be top ten. I don't understand that. Well, Rodney, you get yeah. The Cowboys' offense is the top in the league, and they they, they look at their record. Yeah, yeah, I got the top offense in the league, 
yard at you every year, you know, 500 yards last week, and look at your record. But what so I'm saying is we, if we that. that's true. We go we ranked in the top ten. These guys ranked in the top ten with the worst defense in the league. But look at their record. They're 4-2. Y'all wanted four. We beat so them. So that don't mean anything. Right. That don't mean anything. We beat them. We I think beat him. Anybody that thinks that the Texans should be a nice-ass team. You know what? Yeah, I beat them, but y'all lost four other games. I have to be honest with you. Anybody that's last in all these statistical categories like this or whatever that situation is, they lost to a team that beats themselves. Right. That's point blank, and that's the Cowboys. They lost to the Cowboys. You know, how could they, how I, I could they be? How could they be top ten? Because we act we the Cowboys. We act we act the Cowboys. The Cowboys lost. We got the we got good we got good players, and they the only team oh, that yeah. let us overcome. Yeah, our, they let us overcome our mistakes. Oh, I'm telling you, if you say the Cowboys are such a bad this. team. They only win they, came they, against this team. So, I mean, how can the, they be the Cowboys season? The Cowboys season is not over. And I'll tell it you why not it's not over. over. Because we, we've we only lost one division game. If we don't lose no more division games, the shoe is on the other foot. So, the season is still wide open for us. And we know that. That's the talk of the locker room. If we win our, our next division games and we don't lose no more, you'll see us in the playoffs. Now, I know if, if I had a million dollars, I wouldn't be on the radio right now. You know, if I had a million bucks. But but <laughs> let me say this: <laughs> they have they have standards for a reason, right? Right, right. You can't be one in fifteen and leave your division, right? So you got to get a team. They record. That's why they four and two. Even though they. Uh, uh, there's a lot of teams lost to good teams. That don't mean, I mean, the bad teams. I saw that. We saw that last week. That's why we, I, I was 7-7. Seven seven. Because anybody, but you got to go by the record. Y'all record is 1-4. Their record is 4-2. You cannot rank your team higher than theirs. You got to go by the record. That's why they I'm not, I'm not, I'll I'm say not, this. I'm, the, I'm the, ranking the, our the team higher than theirs because I think we got better They play. started off 0-5. Who was that? Who yeah, said again? San Diego. That's one I'm starting at. Uh, I think we're so, starting at San Diego. Or something San like Dallas that. They turn their season around. You really can't say nothing. But uh, a quick update on the football going over in the field. I want everybody to know this. Listen yep. live. The Rangers are a little bit in trouble. It's just 73 to bottom of the eighth. And we just loaded up the bases. So hopefully we get some pitching in here real quick. They can bring it in Darren Oliver oh, yeah. to try to close the thing out so we keep you updated on that. Now, now this, uh, now we talked about the Texans. Now, this team here is ranked number eight uh, in the league right now, and I can't really put my finger on this team. Another team that we played and we we actually lost to, and that's the Tennessee Titans. And as you guys know from Monday night, um, um, what's his name? Vince Young went down, said just a sprain, so he could come back. Maybe not next game, but the game after. Kerry Collins came in. Collins is already. Quarterback this team to what sixteen and one record at one time. Mm-hmm. So, do you guys think that the Titans should be the eighth best team or even the top ten team in the NFL? They beat y'all. 
Well, yeah, they beat us. I mean, they, they, they ain't the only team that beat us. Right. I can't disagree with. I can't disagree with them being up there. They, they found a way to win. Know, they, yeah, I can't, I can't disagree with them being there. Right. They find a way to win. Well, they do got a Super Bowl caliber running back in Chris Johnson. So any team with that, and as long as the defense stays stout, they could make waves. I mean, they've only played one divisional game. That's against the Jaguars. So we'll see what happens on that end. The number seven team in the power ranking, and this team I thought would be a lot better, although uh, they are still four and two, and that's the Atlanta Falcons. Anybody think the Falcons are justified, you know, being number seven? Can't yeah. argue. Oh, yeah. So you guys are good with the, good. the Falcons being number seven? I'm good with that. Yeah, I'm good. Now, here, now here's the interesting uh, pick at number six, okay? They got the New Orleans Saints, the number six team, okay? And and the Saints are actually the highest-ranked NFC team on the list. The highest-ranked NFC team on the list are the Saints at number six. I don't think they should be number well, six. I, I think they could be lower than that. And I mean, the offense did show a little something last week, but we all know that offense hasn't been clicking like it once did last time, and they played a lot of close games, a lot of field goal winning games, and the defense ain't turning over the, ain't getting the turnovers like they did last year. I don't think they should be number six. A win is a win. Especially not the highest-ranked NFC team. It well, just seems like the NFC is so wide open right now, which is one of the reasons I think the Cowboys still got a great right. chance to do what they right. need to do. You're right. The NFC You're is right. so wide open. I mean, I can't really argue them being right. being six or being the highest ranked NFC team. When you gonna put there the Giants? We gonna smash the Giants Monday night. Chosen, mm-hmm. what you think? You think the Saints? I know you you talked about the Saints before. You think they should be? Number six on the power I mean, range and also the number one NFC team on the, on the list? I'll say this. The Saints have been given the hardest possible schedule the NFL could come up with. And I still think that they that, when that they are winners. I think they should probably be, be ranked higher, in my opinion, just based off of uh, what the team is capable of. And uh, I, I'm not a Saints fan. I really don't like the team per se. It's all Cowboys. That's all I can see. But I mean, I give credit where credit is due. I, I still like their team. But they are the Super Bowl Somebody beat them. Right. They're still the champs. Somebody beat them. Now we're gonna do the last top five a little bit differently. Now that you guys know that the top five and the power rankings are all AFC teams, I want to hear you guys' top five. And we'll compare it to the list. So, Royce, you give me your top five uh, NFL teams. And of course, they're going to be AFC teams and as far as in this ranking. But if you don't want to pick an AFC right. team, that's fine. You know, pick whatever top where, five. Where, where, they're not going to be in order, but you got to give it to uh, Pittsburgh. You got to put uh, uh, the Jets. You got to go with uh, Kansas City, even though they lost. And uh, I think my fifth team would probably be it would probably be the coach. Okay. Oh. Oh. Yeah, Rick, who you think the top five? I would say the Jets, and the, in no particular order though. But you know the Jets. I've got the Ravens. Got the Ravens would be there. The Steelers would be there. The Patriots would be there, and the Colts yeah. would be there. Right. Right. 
Well, I, I I have to say that it's real clear and easy for me to pick a number one spot in the AFC. Single-handedly, I just give it to the Jets. Um, I think the hunger level that they have to win and actually want to prove to the city of New York that they exist, um, uh, along with the addition of LT, I just don't see uh, anybody um, – you know, strong enough to really compete with that will to want to win. Secondly, uh, I would put the uh, the Steelers number two. I think that's easy for me. I mean, come on, you win with or without Roethlisberger, you have a right. vicious defense. I mean, a, a sensational defense, probably one of the best in the NFL, in my opinion. And then number three, I got to give it to. Uh, I think I think three, three and four. You know, I have to combine in three. I'll, I'll give. I'll split that between the Colts and the Patriots. And okay. um, you know, number five, I, that's kind of tough for me, man. Number five, I, I, I would go Ravens to, um, yeah, the Ravens. Just the defense, the the, the right. defense, just right. a consistent defensive effort. Now, now that, that you, you, everyone's pretty much spot on. Now, Royce and Rick. Now, Royce. Now, you name five teams, but which team do you think is the number one team in the NFL? The Jets. The Jets. The Jets. Rick, would you say the yeah. Jets too? Yeah, the Jets. Easy. I mean, I would like for them to be yeah. anyway. Wow. Now the Jets do have the best record in the league. I mean, they did exactly what they said they're going to do, going to the bye week with the best record in the league, and they did that. But the power rankings have they have the number five team as the Colts at four and two. They got number four, the Ravens at four and two. They got number three, the Patriots at four and one. And the Jets are five and one at number two, and they got the Steelers number one at four and one. Although this is Roethlisberger's first game back, they got they got them ranked number one. Now what's Kansas City's record? They, Kansas uh, City is actually four and two. Four and two. I'm sorry, three and two. They're three and two. They're three and two. But they're ranked thirteenth on the list. They barely missed the top ten. Right. Oh my! You got to give them. Credit for four wins and two losses, you know. So yeah, you do. And they beat some pretty good teams. So gotta well, they got a game against Jacksonville coming up. They beat Jacksonville. They might move up some spots. Right. Okay. Out of okay. out of those five AFC teams, I would have rather it be in you know the Jets. You know, if the right. Cowboys can't right. be number one on that list, you know, and it's got to be one of them AFC teams. Let it be the Jets. We're going to talk about the Cowboys. Speaking of Cowboys, we're going to get into that now real quick. As you guys know, the Cowboys lost uh, what I consider to be uh, a damned if you do, damned if you don't game. Because if you Uh, win that game, you're 2-3. But if you lose that game, you're 1-4. You're still still looking at a bad record either way it go. And the Cowboys on this list have dropped from 19 last week to 26 on the list out of 32 teams. Uh, so they're down in the power rankings. The only teams that they're better than right now on the rankings is the 49ers at 1-5, the Raiders at 2-4, and four, the Lions at 1-5, and five, the Browns at 1-5, and five, and the Panthers and the Bills with no wins. And those are the only teams that we better than. So you got everyone saw the game on Sunday. We all saw the, the, the dumbass penalty that they got on the first touchdown. Uh, with with uh, Miles Austin jumping over Roy Williams, and apparently actually called on Sam Hurd for throwing up the wrong Texas sign, trying to throw up the Texas sign. We all saw the penalties the offensive line got. 
We all saw Romo doing what he can do best and throw a pick at the end of the game. I mean, we all saw the defense giving up some points. We all saw that. We saw the special teams once again let somebody run a kickback, this time for a touchdown. So let me start with my Cowboy fans first because I know Roy, she's going to pound us this week. Let me start with my Cowboy, Cowboy fans first, man. What what the hell happened Sunday? Oh, man. Um, man, it's I mean, Cowboys really just tripped out, you know, Sunday. They really did. I think, you know, the penalty situation, man, I think the Cowboys are overboard on that situation, while at the same time I think the refs are overboard for calling that. I mean, be for real. You know, especially if the penalty is not going to be on Miles Austin, why would you call it on Sam Hurd? I mean, but the Cowboys need to quit putting themselves in them dumb-ass positions. Okay, can I, why do they keep – they need to just stop that, man. I do like how they start being sarcastic, though, and start shaking hands and stuff like that in the end zone when they score. You know, that was kind of funny to me. But they need to celebrate at the end of the game like Coach said. That's what they need hmm. to do. They need to stop with all the penalties, whether however you getting them. And we're going to need to chill on the interceptions, man. Romo need to stop that. Romo is a much better quarterback than that. He proved that last year. You know, he need to go out there and actually, you know, concentrate. While I do give that linebacker, I give, give that boy credit because he made a hell of a play right there. He made a good play. He fooled the quarterback, and that probably would have got most of the quarterbacks in the league. But the Cowboys need to they need to stop that, man. Our defense, once again, they really only gave up seven points, you know, the other ones were special teams in, the, in two plays where the cap where the offense tricked it off. How the, the defense is out there doing what they need to do. Romo need to get his stuff together, man. Romo need to get that together, and they need to chill on the penalties, man. Romo is part of the problem, too. As good as he is and as much as I like him, he's part of the problem out there. He need to cut that out. Now, quick update real quick on the Rangers game. Uh, the Rangers actually made it out that eighth inning without giving up a run. They start out the ninth inning with Josh Hamilton. He's another home run, run. Yeah, uh, to put the Rangers oh, up yeah. eight to three, man. Looks eight like we're gonna three. have a World Series wow. in Arlington, Texas. I mean, oh, that's yeah. serious. <laughs> right now. Shut I'm gonna go out there and hit another home run. Put them up eight to three. Right. Shit, but we're not worried about right now. the Rangers. Now, now, now what, you, let me go back what you said real quick, Rick. I want to, I want to ask you this, man. And 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 I wrote a blog uh, that night. And I and I was really really hard on Romo because I'm tired of it. I'm, I'm fed up with Romo right now. Romo came in and he made his introduction into the homes of all of us again, uh, in the homes of the world, fumbling the ball, okay, causing a turnover. And this is the second week in a row he's ended a, a drive to win a game with a damn interception. The second week in a row. It's second week in a row, and we and we've always said well Romo's putting up good numbers. He's doing okay. He's putting up passing numbers. I got to put a lot of blame on this guy for us being one and four, man. I have to. From the dumbass decision in the game, first game, to throw that pass to, to charge choice, whatever the call was from the sideline, you know better than that. You've been playing football long enough. You know better than that. To throw in the two interceptions in the last to the end of the game on drives that we could we could actually won the game. And 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 I'm tired of it. He came in, he he came into our homes. Fumbling the ball, causing turnovers, and he's doing it once again. And he's he's been doing this throughout his whole career, regardless of what the numbers say, 
regardless of what the passer rating says. He, he's been doing this time and time again. He's got the lowest passer rating right now in the NFL in the fourth quarter. And, and you got to have a quarterback that's going to deliver in the fourth quarter to win anything, let alone the Super Bowl. I'm just tired I, of I agree with you totally. I agree with you totally. Romo gets a lot of the blame. You know, I'm riding with Tony Romo, and I still think Tony Romo is a good quarterback. And what gives me hope is the fact that he had those games where he's throwing 300 yards and he's 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 uh, running out of the pocket to try to make a play. The boy is just a street player out there, man. I'm just like I said before, the, his best asset can be our worst enemy. It really can, because that boy just be out there trying to make plays, man. And sometimes they work, sometimes they don't. And in this case, it's not working for him like that. So he need to chill. He need to relax a little bit and try something else, you know. But he gets some of the blame. He gets a lot of the blame. Josie went away on the total Romo thing. What did you see Sunday? What What's wrong with the Cowboys, man? I, like I said, you know, when I first – you know, made a comment, period, about what's wrong with Rangers up 10-3. Yeah, Rangers up 10-3, hit another home run. Many cut job, but they up 10-3. They have a batting practice Amazing. out there. Nelly Cruz this time. Shut up. Uh, I mean, they're beaking them, boys. Two run homers. Two run homers. You got to start, you gotta start with the head, man. You got to start with the head. This is Jerry Jones' you know. team, and it runs how he wants it to run. And, 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 until we can replace the coaching staff that we have, and we can bring some discipline to the team, you know, I so heard think, a wise man think once so, say that. You think it's solely on the coaching staff? I, you know, that, that's undisciplined. I mean, the whole thing—you you come back and you repeat the same mistakes that you made the week before. That's that's practice. That's what practice is supposed to correct. If the coaches don't see what they're supposed to see, then they're supposed to keep practicing. There, there's no improvement with the with the dumb mistakes that we're making, and that's a reflection of the coaching, especially when the stats show what they show, and we still almost win these games. That's coaching. I'm sorry, that's coaching. As long as we've got Coach Jerry Jones, uh, you know we're, we're going to see this. Okay, they, can I run right too, man? They get blamed right too. The, the, the coaches get blamed. <laughs> okay, <laughs> let, let, let me say this. Let me say this. It's sad week after week to hear y'all Cowboy fans try to pick the good stuff, the stuff y'all can hold on to out of the game. It, it really is week to week. That's all I hear. But we and you know and, and the players, you got good players, but you got to realize good teams don't make mistakes like this. Let me tell you what Tony Romo is. Tony Romo is y'all is our Danny White. Danny White had all kind of numbers playing with the Cowboys, but he couldn't win the big ones. This is y'all generation, Danny White. So let's just get this off the stage. Let me finish. Y'all need to listen to this. We went through the same thing with Danny White. He had he broke all kind of records, but he couldn't win the big ones. This is y'all's generation, Danny White. He was a good quarterback. He wasn't a great quarterback. Tony Romo isn't a great quarterback. He's an average quarterback. Until y'all realize that he is not the savior of this franchise, you'll never win a championship. I'm not going to fault Jerry. Jerry did everything from going to get the worst, most players nobody wanted to build in a new stadium. 
So he's done everything he could. Y'all have to realize that this team is not good. They have good, great players, but they're not a good team. Good teams don't make this mistake. Good teams find a way to win. Good teams step up when when they when they're down. Good teams come from behind and win games. This is not a good team. Period. And I'm talking about coaching staff on down. They're a good team. They're a very good team. They yeah, are with sixteen penalties, sixteen penalties every week. Stupid team. They are a stupid well, that's, that's team. That's not good. That's terrible. It's not. It's it's not good. And I agree totally. But that's they terrible. are a good team. If the they teams were a good don't team, do that. Do you see New England do that? Do you see New England do that? Let's not let's not discount the weapons that Romo has that makes him look damn good. Okay, he's got some great receivers. I mean, he's got Miles Austin. He's got Roy Williams. He's got Dez Brown, he's got Jason Witten, he's got three White. running backs. I mean, he's got a lot of weapons to hide and whatever he's got a, fault he's got a hell of a, he has. He's got a hell of a defense. He's got a so hell of a Danny defense. So Danny White. Danny White all those, all, those parts, all those parts you named is a good team. He's got a good Danny team. Danny White had a good team. They just, they just they give him credit for being older than winning the ship. Give him credit for Danny White. Emmitt Smith, Smith had a good offensive line. Can't take nothing away that, from him. Because they're not 
until y'all get a coach that can coach. Yeah, you know, Dallas ain't had a coach in, in, in years. I, I'm telling you, he, he had Chan Gailey and Barry Switzer. I mean, look, 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 look at that. I've come, come on now. They couldn't make it nowhere else in the NFL, but Dallas had him. Y'all need a coach. That's the bottom line. Wade Phillips is not a Wade Phillips. It, it, I don't think Jason, he don't have more pull than Jason Garrett. And Wade, whatever they're doing, Wade Phillips is not correcting it. No way in the world I let these guys make the same. And then they only lost one game that counts, and that one game that we've lost was against the Skins. All we got to do is win the rest of our division games. If the Cowboys show that they can beat the division rivals, and that includes beating the Giants twice, then I think, you know what I'm saying, you have to retract your words. But if we lose the Giants twice in four weeks, I don't think y'all can beat the Giants or Philly. That's my opinion. I don't but think you can beat them. What I've seen, you can't beat neither one of these teams. All they got to do is draw you outside. All they got to do is pick on your back. <laughs> I mean, just think about it. All they got to do is, I mean, think about it. That's all they got to do, and they can beat you. It's caused you to make a mistake, they can beat you. Oh, how they got to do it. They don't have to dominate the game. They don't have to dominate the game. Right. They can score and celebrate. They have the celebration stuff. I mean, but if the referees wanted to call holding, they could call holding on every play. We just need to do ours a little quicker or something. They calling it on us. We got to do something to change that. The celebration stuff, that's on us. Stop holding. Everybody does that. Everybody does that. You you look at Darrell Reeves. Every time he run out with a quarterback, you see their jersey moving. It's just okay, part of the game. Okay, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Who? I'm asking this. Okay, now the one thing that really that really ticked me off about the game was after that penalty was called, the celebration penalty. I was expecting somebody getting in somebody's face. I'm like looking nobody. at Wade. He got that dumb look on his face. He ain't, he ain't jumped in nobody's face. He ain't did a damn thing. He ain't did nothing. Well, every penalty he, did he didn't nothing. do nothing. He, he ain't got nobody's grill, nobody's face, no nothing. So, so oh, no penalty. If, if the coaches are not doing it, if the coaches are not going to do it, who on this Who's team gonna is going to get in somebody's face in that locker room? Now, we've all been in locker rooms before. If you mess up, you cost us a game. If the coach don't get on you, it's gonna be one of us getting your face in that locker room. We're gonna fight, we're gonna do something. I've been in I've been in several locker rooms, we done got in somebody's face about them losing us a game. Period. Now who on this team is sure. doing that? Who on this team is getting in somebody's face? Oh no. That's what Jerry Jones needs to be doing. If he can come down at that chat box in that field, he needs to be hollering at people in that locker room. And again, that's where it comes down to. It, 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 when the head is corrupt, you're going to see that type of stuff on the team. Now, when we had the tune in there, that type of stuff wasn't happen, happening. When we had Jimmy Johnson, that type of stuff show wasn't happening, which which is which is stunning to me why nobody is bringing up why hasn't somebody been fired. I don't understand that. I mean, you, you I, do I something. Know. you, you got to send a message to your you coaches got, yeah, that yeah, you type of mistakes are not going to be tolerated. Right. Yeah. And let me tell you something. When Tuna was there, y'all were the most penalized team, too. So this is not just an overnight thing. This has been the uh, thing in this organization that I think is lack of leadership and lack of, of coaches 
the right coach for the but right team. That's you can have you can have the best players. Now you can have the best players and have the wrong coach. You understand what I'm saying? Talent. I mean, all the talent in the world. But if you don't know how to utilize that talent or put together, you know what I mean, or motivate that talent, then you're not doing any good. And I, that's what I see with the Cowboys: best talent in the league, but no leadership. And then the three speakers, Jerry Jones, and actually Jerry Jones made a point not to come to the locker room in this game. He's always there for when they do the speech, and he yeah, speaks as well as GM. And he wasn't even at the uh, – he didn't even come in the locker room after the game. He did have some Can quotes that came out uh, that came out today. He basically says, uh, and this is a quote from Jerry Jones, he says, a lot of people say the, say the old saying, you are what you are, and when you look at one and four, he said, we're not that. He said, our team is doing some very good things. He goes, he goes on to say, I can believe I believe we can turn things around. While the odds are against us, we can make all things happen that we wanted to do this year. And then when they asked him about, of course, what changes he can make or if he's going to look at coaching changes, he says, I believe in these guys, I believe in the coaching staff, and I believe in Wade Phillips. That's the problem. That's the problem. It must be the problem because, I mean, Maybe it's me. I'm so prejudiced when it comes to the Cowboys. You know, I, I always believe they got a chance to do something. And I really – I still think that they can do it, although I'm mad as hell at the stuff that the Cowboys been doing out there. Mad as hell, but still got a chance to get out there and do it. And, I again, I say, every team that play against us don't really want to be there that day. Well, you know, when Jerry said a couple of years ago, any team could take this team to the Super Bowl, I think he believed that. But that's not true. Anybody can't take the Cowboys to the Super Bowl. You remember yeah, you said yeah, that a couple of years ago? Oh yeah, that's, yeah, of course, yeah, that's yeah, some truth. Yeah, that. yeah. yeah he, need, right. he needed to get rid. Of, he needed to forget about what that philosophy. Go ahead and, and put his foot in his mouth and say, "I made a mistake. I need to well, go Jerry's out and not get this." He's never going to do that. Right. He's that's never going to do that. That's the problem. He's never going to. He needs to stay. He need to stay GM because all the stuff that you said he did, he, he right. built this team, brought these people here, got the new stadium, right. blah blah. He's good all at that. that GM, GM stuff. Stay right. away from the coaching stuff. Let somebody else do that. Well, that's the part about Jerry. Coach. That I get upset with. Now he goes on to say, going to, he goes on to say, and uh, this is a quote. He says, "It's going to be a quite a challenge to be in the playoff hunt." He said, "Just look at it mathematically. We have a high percentage of remaining games to win." This is a league that is real close, and all you've got to do is look at the scores and see how close these teams are, so it's not a real challenge. He says, on the other hand, we've got a team that's playing well, and this isn't a rationalization, but we're actually better each week. And we are playing better with the exception of one thing that's got us in this position, and that's the unfortunate penalties. It's not just the rack up of the yards, but it's the plays that are being called back. And that's a good. That's a good viewpoint. But what are we? What is happening to change? It's every week. It's every damn week. It's every week. Yeah, every yeah. week. He's supposed to say that he owns the team. Plus, he's trying to. You know, if you start losing, nobody's gonna go to the game. He's got to build that stadium. That, we know that. So he has to say real, that. That's real yeah. talk, though. That's that's, that's real talk. Yeah. You know. Be, if they can stop the penalty situation. Because it's not even just the penalties. It's when they happen, man. If they can stop that situation right there, man, the Cowboys, they reckon would be a whole lot better. I mean, just think about it. Did you know the Cowboys is favored to beat the Giants? You know that, right? They got – they favored. 
three points. They paved the win every week. Hey, that's because people that know. Mean, that's telling you, dog. That mean that's because people know. But that's I'm just saying, people nothing. know that. I'm telling you, man, the Cowboys is not no sorry team. The Cowboys is a good team. They are a dumb team right now. They need to cut that stupid stuff out. The interception at the most inopportune time out there, the penalties at the times that they shouldn't happen, that's the stuff that the Cowboys need to stop, man. Other than that, I'm telling you, the defense plays superb Sunday. They did what they needed to do. Them points out there wasn't their fault. You can't stop nobody quick, from, kick, from from getting a field goal or a touchdown when they already on the 45 or they catch an interception on the 30. I mean, dang, that is Minnesota. A quick, a quick note, we're going to let everybody know it is final. The Rangers go up 3-1 in the series. They beat the Yankees yeah. at home again, 10-3. They, they actually go to sure. close this thing oh. out. That, uh, that's come, my come team. Game five, man. That, that's my team. It ain't Cowboys. It's the Rangers. The Rangers are my team. Cause for real, let me tell you something. Let me tell you something, Rodney. I did something last night that I ain't done in a long time. You know, I mean, a real long time. Cause it's really boring to me. You know, the stuff that's exciting about it is very exciting, but overall, it's incredibly boring to me, man. But I sat down last night and I started watching that boy throw that heat at them boys last night. Man, got caught up in that caught up into that game, man. I'm telling you, that boy was out there throwing whatever he wanted to, put it wherever he wanted to put it at. And he had them whiffing out there. And then it got kind of funny because the, the catcher got used to him. The catcher, he yeah. was catching the ball and all that. And then that other boy came in in that last end and started throwing them 99s and them 97s, you know, and the catcher was back there right, taking right, it Right, 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 right. Like, damn, <laughs> you know. <laughs> 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 well, I, was, I was excited about that game last night, man. I mean, ups, big ups to the Rangers, man, for real. Big ups to the Rangers. Well, you know, if y'all got if y'all got Washington to coach and Lee to be your quarterback, y'all might can win some games. <laughs> yeah, we'll you know see, what man. I mean. But yeah, my my, my, my question, we're gonna see. close. Out, I want to close out on this, man. But but you know, we talk a lot about you know the coaches. We talked about Romo and the players. I mean, the players are the ones that commit a lot of these penalties. Who is the leader of this team? Who is in the locker room? holding these guys accountable because we know it's not the coach. So who is in the locker room holding these guys accountable? Who are they scared it's hard, to see it's hard, it's hard to do that. I don't think Jerry Jones is allowing it. Everybody looks at Jerry Jones as that person, in my opinion. You know, not the coaches and not the other players. If the players tried to do it, I mean, if the coaches tried to do it and the players was upset with it, like I said, they'd probably just say, look, man, I'll call Jerry on you. You know, he needs he needs to break that relationship with those players. Whatever relationship it is he's got, those players don't need to feel comfortable. They need to go out there and be hungry. Every last one of them, they need to play like they pope. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna say this. In, I'm gonna say this in closing. If uh, y'all should know how Detroit Lions fans feel because they lose all the time, but they always try to find something good out of the game. Y'all just keep it up. Uh, I'm enjoying it. You know, and uh, next week I hope y'all can find something to hang your hat on. Now, if they go, if they go one and five, I mean, we, I mean, we all got to push the panic button. If they go one and five, we win this um, game. We win this game, and the Cowboys show everybody and the and the fans and the critics 
that when it's time to win the necessary game, we do that, and we got that in us this season. We win this game. Now, Chosen, let me ask you, Chosen, who was in the locker room holding this guy's accountable? Who was in the locker room holding this guy's accountable? What did you say? I didn't hear you. What I'm asking you is, who in the locker room is the leader of this team, getting in somebody's face, pushing somebody in the head, putting their finger in their chest, like, you need to come on, man. You're losing us games. Who's doing that? There is no leader like that in the team. Now, how can you have a team? Every team that you can think of right now is a Super Bowl contender. All those top five teams went over in the power breakers have a player like that. If it's if it's Roethlisberger, they got Roethlisberger on offense. They got Heinz Ward. They got James Harrison. got Troy Polamalu. And these guys' faces are holding them accountable. The Ravens, you got Ray Lewis. The coach, you got Peyton Manning. Peyton, you think Peyton Manning is going to stand for no penalties, no celebration penalties, or holding calls? Think he's going to stand for that? The Jets. No, he, you got Rex Ryan holding these guys accountable. For the Jets. You got, you got Belichick, Tom Brady holding them accountable on the Patriots. Who is doing that on the Cowboys? We don't have one. We don't have we don't, a player. Don't have I mean, I, there's no other way to say it. We, we don't have that player. You don't see him taking the, the role. You don't see him doing the interviews. You don't see his leadership quality for the, for the questions with the press. You just don't see that leader. You see everybody saying what we have to do as a team, and I think that's that's real good. But at the same time, those leaders are born, man. You 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 just don't step up and say you want to start doing that. You know, it, they haven't got it to miles often enough. You know what I'm saying? They haven't had enough breakout runs from anybody in, in, in the backfield. Uh, you know, Witten, I don't think, has, has completed enough key passes yet. So as we develop, I think you may see that after the, after the end of this game. You may see that. And if you had to give it to a person, I would think that it would be Keith Brooklyn. That's who I would think that it would be. But Keith Brooklyn has actually had a couple bad games, and it's not really much he could say right now because he got had a game where he had a bunch of penalties called on him. You know, but well, if you had to give question. it to somebody, if, if there I isn't would, a player would, like that, who do y'all want that play? Who y'all think that player should be? Well, you know what, Ronnie? All y'all need to do is win a game. Winning changes everything. Y'all win yeah. Sunday. And you'll see a different cowboy team. But until yeah. y'all win, you know, you can point the fingers all day long. But like I said, winning if they change win is everything. Sunday, will we see a different voice, though? No. <laughs> you certainly won't. You certainly won't. I am a Ranger fan, and that's all I'm thinking about is the Rangers right now. If the Cowboys win the rest of their games and get in the playoffs, I'll root for them. But until then, I'm a Ranger fan, and that's it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> now, Chosen, who would you want to see as a, as a player that steps up on the Cowboys? Because they're going to need somebody to step up whether they win or lose on Sunday. If they make a playoff run, they got to have that one player that steps up. Well, the one player I would like to see step up is Tony Romo. That's the guy that everybody is banking on. I think if he can step up, then Mary and Barbara will come next, and 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 so forth and so forth. But I would really like to see Romo step up. A guy I like to see step up is not even Romo. I like to see Demarcus Ware get some of these guys' faces, man. I, I mean, because cause, cause you can't you can't you can't not what Ware is doing on the field out there. 
He can't knock it. He's in the backfield. He's causing pressure. He's getting sacks. You know, so so I, I like to see DeMarcus Ward get in, get in some of these offensive players' face and let them know what time it is. And then, and of course, holds a lot of these defense players accountable too, which I think he probably does. DeMarcus Ward kind of nice, though, man. He is a – I mean, for real, he's a really good dude. He's a nice person out there, man. I don't think that he's got the, the personality for it to get out there and get in people's faces like that. I would like That's to even see better. it. I wish That's he, even better I wish to he, me. Because to see, did, that, to see, that, see that aggression in his face and see that he means business might change the team around. Yeah, I mean, it, it probably could because everybody knows that he don't have that kind of personality. And they might say, whoa, look at here. Look what we done did. You know, maybe we do need to change. Yeah, I could see see something like that. I just don't think DeMarcus Ware would, but I would like to see it. Uh, yeah, y'all need a win. Y'all just need a win, a win, and you'll see a different team. That's all y'all need is a win. And, and what uh, happened to the players' only meeting? I mean, since the players' only meeting, we what, lost two games? Yeah. Uh, now, one, the players', one the players only two. meeting, they won one, yeah. They need to have lost another two. one. And they need to tell Tony Romo, look here, man, we're going to tie you up against the goalposts and start punching you or something, man, if you don't stop throwing these interceptions. Well, you know what, though, Rick, Rick, I'm, even, I'm out on even, Romo, man. I'm out on Romo. I'm out on Romo. We can over, we can overcome some of those penalties, man, if we don't just give the ball back to him. Don't Let do me that, ask you man. I got a question. If, if you know, Miles Austin seems like every time he gets his hands on the ball, something happens. Why would you quit not throwing to him? You know, let him dominate. What's wrong with him doing 200 yards, three touchdowns? I mean, they seem like to me, before. they kind of, huh? Yeah, they seem like to me, they, 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 he, Tony Romo is, it, it takes his eye off the focus. It's just like a guy in basketball. He get a high hand, you going to give him the ball, right? Yeah. The guy the defense, the give him the ball. The defense, is start, defense is starting to check him. They rolling that, that other player but you know over what, though, But you know what, that whole I offense last year, they filmed the ball the whole year last year. They filmed the ball the whole year last year. Nobody can stick Miles Austin. Nobody. I mean, I'm just saying, you know, they shading that that other safety over there. That boy getting that double that double coverage plus the press coverage. He's still gonna be able to get a little some. But if I was Tony Romo, I would try to force it over there to him. But I got this Brian and Roy Williams catching everything right now. I mean, I'm not just gonna be stupid. I got options. I need to stop throwing interceptions. That's what I would be saying. We got the best tight end in the game, and he needs to be in utilized. Business. If they utilize him, that'll open up everybody else. I think if anybody is the veteran and the true leader of the team, you know, on second thought, I would like to see Witten, you know, step up and really lead the team. Well, yeah, I got to remember, they did the same thing to T.O. They stopped throwing to him, and you see what happened. So I hope that same thing will happen to Miles Austin. He's trying to get his tight end too much involved. Forget about his wide receiver. He did the same thing with T.O. But when T.O. got the well, ball, he well, scored touchdowns. Man, he but, but, you had, but, but think about with Troy Aikman. Troy Aikman wouldn't have been Troy Aikman without a Jay Novacek. Uh, Michael Evan. Yeah, I, I understand that. I understand that. I, right. I definitely think they're, they're not going to abandon Miles Austin. But um, I, I think they want to center it around Brian. Yeah, I think that's what they gave. They gave him at number eighty-eight, which I didn't agree with that. They gave him the eighty-eight. I mean, they got to earn that number. 
I told y'all it was something special about that boy out there, man. And it don't seem like they can bring him down either, huh? <laughs> that boy a beast well, out he, there, man. He I'm dropped scary. a critical pass. That was a rookie mistake in my book. Oh, yeah. Right. He was scared of the hit, though. He was scared of that hit. That's what I thought. That's what I thought. He's going exactly. to get plenty of time. To, he'll get plenty of time to pick up for that. That's why I would say that that's a real mistake. Go ahead and catch that and get you one. But, How you do, boy? But if I had Miles Austin, it, 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 Tom Brady had Miles Austin. He had 20 touchdowns by now. Mm. All I got to say about that. Yeah, we that, that could be more to do about the system and the quarterback. And that, if, if, if he was there. They got an offensive system that actually seems the game playing a little bit better than the Cowboys do. So we'll see definitely about that. But I want to thank everyone for calling in and doing a, and being on the show, man. It was a great show tonight. We covered a lot of topics, man. And make sure you guys check back in with us tomorrow uh, for the NBA preview show. It's going to be a real good show. It'll be a little bit shorter show. Uh, but we're going to get into a lot of NBA preview stuff, some trades, New teams, uh, who we going to think is going to win the West, who's going to win the East, what sleeper team we need to look out for, who's going to have a breakout season, and who's going to be the MVP of the league. So, so closing out this segment here, I want to ask you guys a quick NBA question since we already talked a lot of Cowboys and NFL. Do, does anybody see the Heat winning 72 games? Anybody want to go on record with that? I will. I give them 64.
Hey, hey, chosen for real. You're not just no overboard Kobe Bryant fan now, are you? I mean, I done heard you defending him quite a bit. Let me let me just Phil, get that Phil on Jackson record. Is the greatest coach. Phil, Graf- Phil Jackson is the greatest coach of all times. He's coached the greatest players of all times, and the squad that they have now cannot cannot win a game. The, the, Miami cannot win a game against that against that type of offense. They can't do it. Mm. It's not going to happen. Mm. My last comment is Robert Orr got more rings. They'll be the front second time getting swept in the finals too. Yes, sir. Oh okay. man, say. Uh, tune in tomorrow, please. <laughs> Good night, guys. Good night. All right, we'll be on at 9 o'clock tomorrow. Again, we want to thank you all for following the show. If you listen to us on the podcast on iTunes, you can follow the show at uh, RF Sports Radio on Twitter, uh, blogtalkradio.com slash rfsports, on the web at rfsports.blogspot.com. And we'll see you guys on Thursday for the regular time of the show. See you tomorrow for the NBA preview. Go Rangers, they're up 3-1. So maybe next time we come on, we'll be talking about them going to the World Series. So we'll see. Thanks for tuning in. God bless y'all and good night. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.